Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Today we find ourselves in day three of the Gospel of John, chapter 20. And in the first two days, a lot has happened. So we know that Jesus died and was buried. And on day one, we found Simon Peter and John racing to the tomb after Mary Magdalene had said, he's gone, he's not there. And they peeked in and found the grave clothes, and then they went home. And then Mary Magdalene returned to the tomb and she was visibly shaken and upset. And there she had the very first encounter with the resurrected Jesus. It was a woman, it was Mary Magdalene, someone who had followed Jesus during his seven-year ministry. Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her by Jesus, so she was incredibly loyal and was so distraught that her Lord was missing. And so when he called her by name, it was such a tender moment between the two of them, and she embraced him and didn't want to let go. Her Lord was back, but what did he say to her? go and find my brothers and tell them. And so she did. And if we pick up at verse 19, which is where we're going to start today, it says that Sunday evening. That's the NLT. Well, if you look in the ESV, it says then the same day at evening being the first day of the week. It's still the same day. A lot has happened from the time the sun rose and Mary Magdalene discovered the tomb was empty till now She's now running back to where the brothers, the disciples would be. And where are they exactly? Well, they are in a locked room. And prior to Jesus being crucified, he had told them when he departed, they must love one another, which assumes they need to stay together because he prayed for their unity. And it was a good thing that they were together. They were together in this locked room with the door shut it says behind locked doors, and we're, we can infer that they're hiding because two days ago, they watched Jesus get hung on a cross rather gruesomely, and they're terrified. They're afraid of the, the Jewish leaders. They're afraid of the Romans. And so they're hiding in a locked room. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it says, suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. So suddenly means he didn't open the door. He didn't knock on the door because it was locked. He just appeared, which speaks to a characteristic of a resurrected body. Evidently, they're not closed off by locked doors. And he stands in the middle of them and says, peace be with you, or in the Hebrew, shalom. And shalom has so it's so much more rich than just peace. It's a greeting of fear not, do not be afraid. I am here. Peace be with you. And as he spoke, I'm reading from verse 20, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. Remember, he was pierced in the side by the Roman guard. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And again, he said, peace be with you. And he was speaking to most of them those that were in the room, and not everyone was there. And on the ones who were in attendance, 
Verse 22, then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit, we've talked a lot about the Holy Spirit when Jesus was foreshadowing his death and he kept talking about this gift that he was going to give to them. Well, now he's giving them the gift. And there are so many different words to describe the Holy Spirit that um, refer back to wind or breath. So in Hebrew, it's ruach. And if you look back in the very first chapter of Genesis, in the original Hebrew, ruach Elohim is the the breath of God that hovered over the waters. Well, the Greek for breath is pneuma. So think of, uh, you know, pneumonia. Um, Where is that? It's a disease of, of the lungs, and it impedes breathing, pneuma, Holy Spirit. And then we also talked about paraclete, parakaleo in the original Greek, which could be comforter, but we don't want to think of him as as a blanket or counselor. And then you start to think about a therapist. He's none of those things. But what he is, is, is he's a member of the triune God. It's a member of the Godhead who is able to be with you that indwells in your spirit. And Jesus is breathing this out on to his disciples. He is breathing the Holy Spirit on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. He is empowering them with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I said most of them were there. There is one who was missing, Thomas. We're not sure where Thomas was, actually, but he missed out big time. And when they saw him, they said, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And he replies, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side, earning him the name Doubting Thomas. But let's not be too tough on Thomas. Let's be honest. If your friends came to you and said, we saw one who is dead and now he's back. Really? I would be doubting Maggie. I'm right there with Thomas. But eight days later, poor Thomas had to wait eight more days. Verse 26, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked again, but suddenly, as before, poof, Jesus is standing with them. Peace be with you, he said. You got to love this. And he looks at Thomas. He looks him in the eye and he says, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound at my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And what does Thomas say? Verse 28, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe me, who believe without seeing me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me, which is where we find ourselves. How many of us have seen the risen Lord with their eyes? Raise your hand. Anybody? Stuck your hands in the nail holes? Anyone? Nope, me neither. We fall into the category of blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Is your faith strong enough to enable you to believe in something you can't see? That's what faith is, isn't it? Believing in something that you cannot see, but it's something you can feel because if you have already committed your life to Jesus, if you have already confessed that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then that 
pneuma, that ruach, that paraclete has been breathed into you. Now, there are some denominations that believe you need to be baptized of the water and then again baptized of the spirit. I don't personally um, partake in that specific theology. I believe that once you have committed your life to Jesus, once you commit to being a follower of Jesus, when you consider yourself a Christian, you are gifted with the Holy Spirit. There doesn't need to be a specific other ceremony. But if you believe that that baptism of the Holy Spirit is um, a separate entity, we can still agree. Doctrine, dogma, doctrine, discuss. It's not going to change our salvation. Just wanted to throw that out there. The end of chapter 20 John says the the purpose of this book, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miracles, miraculous signs. Sorry, not reading well today. Miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. He's talking to us. He's saying, I authored this chapter to let you know what I saw. I was an eyewitness. This is what I experienced but I'm writing it down for you, writing it down for you, the listener, for you, the reader, because I want you to know that there were so many more things that I can't even tell you about right now. And I'm writing it down so that you also may believe that without seeing the risen Jesus, you may still believe. Okay. Such good stuff. So good. I will be back tomorrow in the morning with one more special edition Friday. I shouldn't say one more like it's the last one. I'll be back again tomorrow with a special edition Friday, interviewing a very special guest. We have one more week of the Gospel of John, the final wrap up in chapter 21. And then starting the following week, we're going to be starting a new book of the Bible. I've narrowed it down. I'm going to think on it. I'm going to pray on it. And I will release that information next week. So If I don't see you before, I'll see you right back here next Tuesday. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.